0: Welcome back again. You have found yourself in Adapting Resiliently and my name is Aubrey and I am the owner and the creator of Adapting Resiliently and that is a book. It's courses, it's consultations, it's facilitation of tools that help us become more aligned with being in a state of well-being and I'm grateful you're here. Thank you for joining me. We are under... Um, a full moon and the for those of you that are familiar with astrology or not familiar with astrology for me it's really um, a time of setting intentions and becoming clear with what doesn't what's no longer uh, in alignment and what is ready to be released. This has been a season for me, um, as I mentioned uh, in the previous podcast. I have decided to walk away from my latest academic stint uh, as a professor, and that has been an egoic death, if you will. And that egoic death has really led me to questioning or looking at the ways in which I have identified. I've been really diving into the work of Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza lately, and if you are not familiar, I strongly urge you to look at his work. Um, In his work, he talks about, um, really, how do we rewire our brains in the neuroplasticity of recreating or creating anew, basically unlearning who we thought we were, so that we're able to create the lives that we really desire. And um, in his book that I am currently reading, which is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, the Code subtitle of it is how to lose your mind and create a new one (laughs) really beautifully written. So Dr. Dispenza writes about how we become addicted, um, in our lives and addiction can take various forms, right? You know, we could be addicted to buying things. We could be addicted to alcohol or drugs or certain relationships. Um, and he gives a framework of recognizing that he had become addicted to living his life from external validation and he talks about this a little bit more and then um, it resonated so deeply because i've recognized through the process of i mean it was a tumultuous process for me to decide that i was ready to leave um, the university i've realized that there's been a very similar addiction for me where i have sought And then validated by being recognized as a professor. And that was, that framed how I saw myself. It gave me validity to my ego and to my, you know, knowledge base that I've carried. Which then manifested itself in the fact that I would show up, um, in my world, seeking that external validation of how am I recognized? What can I contribute um, to others' knowledge bases? Um, How do I challenge myself to learn more or to dive in deeper to research? And those are all things that actually light me up, that I do have a lot of joy in. When it's done authentically, when it's Comes from the place of my own um, disconnection with my well being, with the d- disconnection to my best self. It's very easy to say, oh, well, I have 170 students staring back at me. Look at how important I am. Or, oh, I'm being recognized um, or nominated as Professor of the Year. That's validation that I'm doing something right. Those Pieces of my addiction within this external validation, and Dr. Dispenza talks about this even more, um, are alluring and are very easy to subconsciously dive into and become really, you know, consumed with, like, this is who I am. I am living my purpose because look at all of the ways I'm being validated by those I encounter. The thing that's been really interesting though, as I've walked away from the university work and as I'm in this postpartum rebirth uh, time in my life, is really recognizing that that external validation does not truly actually include me. It doesn't include my me questioning, well, does this bring me joy? Does this light me up? Do I really enjoy this? or is it that I'm just getting a validation? right? Is there a true happiness in this? Does my soul feel fulfilled in this? And I think as I've walked away from the university and being a professor, I'm having more time and more reflection around not having external validation, but really flipping the script on what is my internal validation. Truly, What feels in alignment with my best self? And that conversation only happens when I get quiet. And I will just be honest, getting quiet is hella hard. I mean, yeah, you can sit in meditation. Um, You know, I can journal, I can create, I can do all of the things. And also being so quiet, still and slow and present with myself in order to take every single moment um, and every act that I'm choosing to do, and asking, you know, truly, does this feel like happiness? There's power in that. There's reclamation in that, especially as I ask, does this feel like joy? And I'm, you know, just out of pure vulnerability, there's a challenge in that. Especially for me personally, when I've spent my life, and um, my career specifically giving to others or attempting to you know connect with others and help heal others help contribute to the healing process of others i should say the the external validation has become a, my identity in a lot of ways so to slow down and really ask myself moment by moment in the actions that i'm unconsciously choosing because i've always chosen them you know around caretaking around prioritization of other people's wants and needs upon sharing my gifts and services um, in ways that are collectively acceptable at this point in time or socially acceptable at this point in time, to stop myself in the process of that and go, wait, hold on. Does this feel like happiness? Does this feel like joy? If I was... Standing centered in my highest self, is this what I would choose? Those are really potent questions. Very potent questions. And so, as promised, I want to talk about some of the tools that I use when asking those questions. Because I'm human. And there are a lot of times that I forget to ask those questions. I mean, I will just go about, you know taking care of other people or drop dropping my rates for consulting or making myself available when I have had other plans without asking myself those questions. So some of the tools that I have been using recently to help myself stay in that vibration, if you will, to stay in that current of is if I was living as my highest self, is is this what I would choose? If joy is my sacred birthright? Is this what I would do, right? If I was feeling very happy and fulfilled in my life and well-being, what would I choose here? What would I pick here? What would I do here? What would I say here, right? I've been crowding out. Um, I talked about this the other day in an intuitive reading for a group of people. In health and wellness coaching, specifically nutritional coaching, um, my background has taught to never tell people to stop eating particular types of food. Instead, I coach from a pers- perspective of crowding out the foods that aren't, but ne- not necessarily the greatest. Right. So, if you are somebody that loves sweet treats. How do we crowd out the sweet treats that are not the greatest for you with healthier sweet treats, right? So instead of saying, oh, you can never have the, the sweets again, how do we increase the ones that are actually helpful for you? Um, that way you don't go into a, a place of scarcity or lack or feel like you're in a, a perspective of restriction because what happens when we restrict, right? We <laughs> react and then nobody wants to be restricted. So the same th- is holding true for the places where I go unconscious, right? Of how do I crowd out those times that I forget to ask the questions? Because that's the teaching, right? Is how do we get into the current of asking the questions and then sitting with the actual intuitive answer that comes up. So some of the tools that I have been using are using what's called the Healy. And the Healy is a frequency Uh, a bioenergetic frequency device. And I've been using this because it helps set the intention. And the intention that I'm currently sitting with is I'm running one right now as I'm recording this podcast. Um, And it's a frequency uh, around care for my mind, body, and spirit so that I can stay in the intention of how do I be really present with the care that I need on all levels of my well-being whether they're physical, whether they're mental, whether they're emotional, spiritual, social. Using this frequency device helps me stay in the current of what is my intention day to day. So this concept of staying in the current of care, it reminds me of a prayer that I've had of how Show me how to make my life a prayer, right? Show me how to make my life sacred and to stay in the current of being sacred and recognizing that. So I use frequency medicine in order to help me stay in that place of intention. What is my intention on a daily basis? And you can, with the Healy, you can choose different programs. So the one that I chose today was the one around care because I've had fears up. I've been in the process of really allowing that pers- that persona I had, that identity I bought into as professor to be dissolved, um, And that means that there's a lot of fears that come up because I've really clung to that. I've found a lot of comfort in that identity and in the structure of working within higher academics. And so I'm curious for others, you know, what are the identities that you have bought into um, that you've claimed as your own and then how do you begin to dismantle them and what are the ways in which you support yourself through that dismantling? So frequency medicine is definitely one of the tools that I use. I also return back to the basics. And for me, cooking, being in the kitchen is one of my places of true healing, of true reclamation. That's um, where, where I feel my ancestors the most. Uh, I have really lovely memories of my great grandmothers, um, my grandmothers in the kitchen. And so when I come back into the skills of the kitchen, that's where I can feel like, oh yeah, this is where I am connected. It's the process of slowing down. So journaling is another beautiful place of recreation, you know, and there's a lot of really interesting research that's come out around uh, journaling specifically and writing your story. And I don't mean the story of your hurts and your trials and your tribulations and your traumas, but more of the story of where do you want to go? What do you want to feel like? Who do you want to be? What are the sounds, the scents, the colors, um, the details of that future self? And writing that down as a declaration to who you are today and who you are becoming. The research around journaling is, in my opinion, really profound, Um, and it's one of those tools that I use a lot in working with clients and working with um, businesses and corporations and groups, where writing not only helps you transcend the current pains that you have or the past pains that you've held, but also helps you bridge to that future self, to that best self, to that self that you can visualize as being help, happy, as being joyful, because it a